What's going on with dance and stuff? What's happening with dance and things? What's going on? What's happening? What's going on with dance and stuff? Uh, your talk with Harriet was so good. I've, I appreciate that. It, it really was, was. Really terribly. I, I was nervous. Unusual for me in this in a performance setting. And it did feel weirdly like a performance. It's a performance lecture. When was the, um, the last time you gave a lecture? I don't do that. <laughs> I don't do that. Right. So I can imagine that making you uh, a little nervous. I definitely, I mean, I appreciate a conversation. I guess my CBA project, we gave a sort of a lecture. Yeah. Were you nervous I- for that? I think as soon as, you know, I didn't take notes for that, really. I mean, I took Mm. loose notes, but Mm. I already had all the information so much in my head because it was all just based on these 1,000 drawings that we had done. We were talking about our own work. Right, right. Which is so easy. Right. So I I basically would click the slide and be like, those are dolls. Yeah. (laughs) I felt like Vanna White. It's a jello mold. Exactly, Uh jello mold. Uh Uh-huh. So, but this was like information, information, information. Like, facts, facts, facts. And you guys gave a lot of it. And I had to control a PowerPoint and read from my paper. Mm, multitask. It was, and in, it was hard. It was hard for my brain. Well, you did really well. It started off like a stand-up comic. So good. It was easy. Warmed up the room. We were all ready. And then as soon as I looked at my paper and had to start reading... Mind you, I had to print out my paper at, like, size 18 font because I'm blind. <laughs> yeah. Did I ever tell, do you know that story about Lar Lubavitch? I don't remember. What is it? He got awarded some big thing at ADF <gasps> yes. several years ago. And he came out on stage to read his thank acceptance speech. And it was looked like a huge stack of papers. Uh-huh. And he was like, I, I don't want you all to worry seeing how many pieces of paper I have. It's not going to be a very long talk. I, I'm i just too vain to wear glasses. <laughs> so I printed them at 50 font. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'd like to, next page, thank you all, yeah. next page, for awarding me, next yeah. page, this award. Exactly. That's really good. And I did it at a couple points, lose my place on the paper, but it was okay. And then at the end, when I totally had to cut a section and cut a... One of our audio clips, I felt more comfortable because then I was like, okay, so I just have to like now use my brain to to make this happen. Yeah, you just have to keep going. Once yeah. it's, once it starts, you 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 can't stop. I couldn't stop. Once you pop, no, I pringled it. You gotta pringle it. You gotta yeah. just keep going. Um. So yeah, I feel good. I mean, I feel happy with the product we produced and it was really fun watching everybody else's things. Oh, I wish I would have seen Netta's. It was really something. I can't wait till we have her on. She's for really... The, I'll do... I, I can't describe it fully, but I'll just say for the listeners, she did a dance performance yeah. based on a semester's worth of staring at videos of Merce dancing. She wasn't looking at the work to look at the work. She was looking at the work to see Merce dance and to have some kind of like dialogue with him. So the piece was called uh, Merce and Netta or Netta and Merce or something. And in it, she just, she wrote him letters and talked to him. He couldn't respond, but she asked him a lot of very interesting questions, provocative questions, questions, very personal questions that people didn't usually ask him. Um, so it was really good. 
really and, good. Yeah, and really smart in this context of this, uh, as we were talking about just before we started recording, all of this, all of this documentation, all of this sort of relentless um, archival that was happening as you were talking about during his life mm-hmm. and the kind of guess around how he would have felt around that. Yeah. Also, Claire Bishop gave a talk that was just so... If, if I ever give a talk again, I will try to channel her. I'll try to channel Claire. She yeah. was amazing. She gave a talk about the events and it was so good. And she's really smart. Oh my God. And yeah. also like just the delivery was so direct. Her timing was so good. She, her slides were so good. She also, um, it also wasn't like a kind of, um, worshiping of Merce Cunningham. It was right. really like, this were why the events started. This is what they were like. And this is what they became when money walked in. Mm. And I was like, oh. <laughs> and unions. She said yeah. unionization really had a profound effect on like the very nature of the event. Because events used to take place <laughs> on like stone ruins and stuff right. where the dancers would just dance on rocks. Right. And then eventually it just wasn't allowed anymore because right. of the unions. And then... There, this whole like, the money it would take to put on an event because of the floors and the temperature, and you know, became very complicated. Money, money, money. It's an interesting. It was interesting watching the in your presentation, even of watching the progression as things got bigger, and and I also and thinking about um, the artists that Merce was involved with and the FCA grant that I got and when that began of artists looking to help Merce and Trisha Brown and their artist friends being like, oh, well, here, let me help you with some, some of this financially mm. and otherwise. And it's, then it's, thinking about now. I just, this morning I was looking at pictures of Merce's drawings of birds. And then I looked at some of Trisha's paintings, some of her like, ooh, I, I put, have to pop my I head. put, okay. Is it going to go? Did it happen? No, not really. (laughs) Um, And I was looking at her paintings where she like put ink on her feet and ooged around on the paper. Mm -hmm. And I was really like, whoa, like we now have our people who've had interaction with those artists. And like the, the young people who we interact with now in the dance community didn't. Right. So it's like a much more kind of ephemeral thought, like Merce Cunningham, Trisha Brown. Whereas for those of us who are a little older, like I would take Merce's class. I saw him regularly. I run into Trisha Brown at Jacob's Pillow. You know, like we're, you know, and the people, our friends are the people who dance for those people. Yeah. And, and that's, it's over now. Yeah. And I don't know that like that kind of innovator in dance exists anymore in America. Do you think they exist in Europe? No. Right. I just wanted to clarify that. No, no. Yeah, 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 yeah. Just to, no, just no, to I don't think. Yeah. I don't think that these people who built foundations, like fundamentals of dance forms, like they don't really exist anymore. Well, Is that true? Um, I don't know. I mean, I feel we're in this because we're also in this polyglot language of dance. This And that's also very Renaissance, which I really love in terms of where, at least for me personally, where the intersections of theater, dance, and performance art have collided. I mean, I went back to uh, look at the Judson exhibit and and thinking about even where that was starting to turn and where theater was really coming into 
dance and very formal dance. I mean, that Lucinda Child's piece of her stepping on a plastic bag and then doing full theater face, full feelings, jumping off the bag. It made me think of the piece she's doing now with Wendy when Wendy said that she had come in with all those, gone to a hardware store. Yeah. And so even thinking about, I, I think that that part of history as well of when theater and performance art all began to intersect as dance also intersected in them. And to me, that seems more of the landscape that we're in of artists looking to what part of the form are they going to use for their content? Mm. And I think this time that we're talking about in terms of Merz and uh, Trisha and, um, um, oh God, I was, was based on everything. She made people like run around a lot, did Broadway, um, had run that thing around. at the Joyce, uh, Tyler there we go. Yeah, 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 yeah. She yeah. made people run around you know, a lot. I mean, it's, that's, that's the real, that's the, she did, she sure did and jumps and, you know, uh, but, um, jumps and what have you, I think that was a different, also think of like coming out of Graham, you know, oh, yeah. I mean, think of being like, this is. Because, I mean, when people talk about Graham as the founder of modern dance and why they're not talking about Isadora is because Graham gave a technique. Right. And the, and Isadora's technique, it was, uh, I mean, then we think of like Ruth St. Dennis and Dennis Shawn mm-hmm. company and sort of more Skipping, of this. Skipping, what have you. Sk- well, and also kind of like this dance is called incense. Do you know that my grandparents in Berkeley lived just down the hill from the Temple of the Winds or the Wings or whatever, where Isadora taught the Isadorables. Wow. Isn't that amazing? And would they go and do like a Grecian urn? No, but no. we'd go and glance at it, walk back down the hill, pick a Meyer lemon. Oh, Berkeley sounds amazing yeah. right now. It's so cold here. Uh, it's You'll be surprised. It's not so cold outside today. Oh, that's good. I, that's got, good. I rode a bike for part of the trip here. Nice. And as I was on the bike trail, trail, there's so many trails. <laughs> I was York. on the bike trail in New York City. <laughs> I the, took this bend I and I was like, hey, dear. bike trail <laughs> through the hoods. And as I was going down the dirty street, um, there, every block for a series of like six or seven blocks was a baguette. Just fallen into the bike path. What? And I was like, read. some like Parisian skit was happening in read, front of me where someone read, was wearing like a read. basket backpack and all their baguettes <laughs> fell out. I picture more of like a whisk, a wicker, like a yeah. wicker, like kind of, you know, basket. That's what I said. Oh, you did? Basket backpack. Oh, you said basket backpack. <laughs> That's, I thought you were trying to just say backpack and no. it was a basket backpack. Basket backpack. Basket backpack. So yeah. all their baguettes fell on the road. And the first one were I- Were you hungry? I just got, I got right off my bike and had a bite. Yeah, I just <laughs> hopped off, took a bite, threw it down for the next person. No, on the but bike I path the first me. one I rode over, I was too late to see it, so I rode over it, and I had visions of myself like my bike flipping over the baguette, <laughs> as if it was going to be as hard as a rock. Could have been. Could have been. Could have been. You know, I um, one of the last times I was on a bike was in San Diego when I was doing a play at the Old Globe, and I thought I, I would bike from my apartment to the theater. Mm. And um, I thought, oh, I can just go up over that curb with my bike. And that's not true. You can't just, <laughs> you can't just ride a bike over a curb. Because I hadn't biked in You need forever. to, like, do a Papa Wheelie to yeah. do that. So my bike did flip over. Oh, my and God. And I landed 
outside Balboa Park, the, you know, the zoo. Well, wait, boom to the moon. I know, where's our next sponsor? (laughs) Oh, ladies and gentlemen and other, um, give us some iTunes reviews. Yeah, we like iTunes reviews. Yeah, yeah. I'm not sure why. They feel interesting. Well, I think it's, it's a, you know, we want to hear from you. And um, it's nice to connect with you IRL. In real, In life. real life. Yeah. Yeah, we've run into some of you. I ran into Rachel at New York City Ballet, one of our patrons. Also patrons from Patreon. The new video will be coming out, which will be exclusive for you. And for everybody else, you can now watch our first video, which is on YouTube. And you can go to our website. And to it'll link see it to well. the video. It will. It will. Um, so yeah, be a patron. Be a pat come on, come on. Patreon patrons. Patreons. Get on that Patreon train. So uh, I flipped my okay. bike over. Okay. I landed on my hands. Was there blood? So much blood. So much blood. I stood up and I remember this kid staring at me because it was all over my pants. Oh my God. It was like just coming out of my hand. And they were like, and the theater was like, you have to, we have to take you to the ER. And I was like, ugh. And then I went to the ER and then they tried to take the dirt and the pebbles out of, out of my hands. Yeah. And I was like, that's okay. Um, you can just leave it. And that's why I still have these two dark patches oh my God. on my skin. But next to me, I could hear this person struggling to breathe oh. and them trying to make sure he didn't flatline. Did he die? I had to just dissociate. I had, I was, they were like picking pebbles out of my hand and it was like gushing blood everywhere. And this person was like, <gasps> and I thought, you know. That happened to me once in the emergency room when I had kidney stones and Right next to me, a curtain away, was a former basketball player. So there's a lot of talk about that. Was it famous? I guess so. Can you imagine you stuck your hand through the curtain? Can you sign this? (laughs) I care about basketball. Um, I sometimes do. Weird. Um, When you watch, it's incredible. When you watch it, I mean, athletes of God. They're for real. They're not like baseball players. Baseball players are just really coordinated, regular people. Oh, Right. I don't know. I don't know about that. Like, I don't, I'm not really into, I'm not really into baseball. Nothing against it. It's just, I'm not as excited watching it. Watching basketball, there's so much movement. They've got, I'm literally stuck in my mind. I thought about last time I was falling asleep was watching this guy. They toss in the ball and he made a slam dunk from forever away on the court. And then he like got down on the floor and had like an iconic move for himself or something. A dance move? Yeah, like a dance move. And I thought, I'm into this. I would go, I would go to a, what is a basketball? Is it the Knicks? Is that the basketball game of New York? I'd go to that. Is that the basketball game of New York? <laughs> <laughs> I've had one cup is of coffee today. And we're recording in the morning. Is that the basketball game of New York? <laughs> is that the basketball game of New York? I'd go. <laughs> I would absolutely go to that. If someone wants to give me tickets to the New York Knicks, I'll be sure to be at the basketball game of New York. I would eat a blizzard. Ah. Uh, Yum. Absolutely. Wait, I'd have a Diet Coke. I had a dream last night that I got mm. um, a dog. <gasps> and they brought they walked it in and I was like, oh my God, my dog. And then the more I looked at it, the bigger it got and the uglier it got. It got so crazy. Like, I remember I like saw it. I was like, you're so cute. And I was like, why are you so big? And then the, like later on, I was like, you're a crazy looking dog. Like a werewolfy kind of dog. And? And then it felt, I had very mixed feelings about that dream. <laughs> well, you woke up from the dream or did it persist? Did, was there I any think I conclusion? Woke up. I didn't dog? have a great sleep last night. I didn't either. 
Yeah. I've been waking up at around like five. I did sleep for like 12 hours after the symposium. After your presentation. Because I was so tired. I went to sleep before 10. Yeah. Oh, wow. Well, yeah. it was a long day. And then I I had a vivid... Do you ever have lucid dreams where you're like, this is real? I can feel that metal pipe. I... So my last lucid dream was I was doing a movie with Kate Planchette and Chris Evans. Uh-huh. And... Oh. But Chris Evans also kept changing into Chris Pratt, okay. but I knew it'd be okay because I could just keep calling him Chris. Chris. So I was like, well, this won't matter because... It's okay. And I was like, I'm not quite sure which one it is, but Chris. And Kate and I started to become friends, and I was just like, this is... Devastated when you woke up. So I can't tell you how sad I was when I woke up. <laughs> I was really... I, like, woke up, and I was like... I'm not in a movie with Kate Blanchett. No. I have hand eczema and um, <laughs> it's cold and it was really hard. I um, was sad to wake up for mine too, though. Nothing happened. I just was in a rush to get to the dance center in Seattle where the ballet is. Mm-hmm. And I was walking from like two blocks away on Queen Anne Hill and I was like jumping over guardrails and I was like, and it felt so real because things were painted like yellow and purple. And I was like, this really tracks for Seattle. <laughs> T. Yeah, absolutely. And yeah. did it feel like, did you feel good that you were just jumping over guardrails and sunny, feeling in your body? And I could smell stuff and I could really like, the distances all seemed so accurate. And I was like, mm. I'm in Seattle. Yeah. But why? Yeah. Well, you were going to the dance center to see a ballet that you probably costumed. Oh, yeah. There you go. That has happened. I, I, that's why I thought of it. Yeah. I, um, I, as I was, when you were talking about being nervous, I'll show you what, what I did for city council this past oh, week. Yeah. So you can also see uh, real, real, also nerves. Yeah. I don't know if we can post a clip of that on our Instagram, but it looks like Jack is doing a performance art on the Senate floor. <laughs> it's, it's, it's kind of, it is, I mean, Jamie Devine, it's one of... Uh, it's Jamie as De- if you like stood up during the uh, Blasey Ford hearing thing and decided, and decided to, to do a show. To be like, you know what? Well, I mean, or if I just would have been there uh, recently as, I mean, how exciting that what the government that asshole's opened. Name? Um, oh, that judge. Yeah. I really, uh, Kavanaugh. Even just saying his name makes me sick. Anyhow, can, can you believe that happened? I can't I, believe that happened. That day was. <laughs> He's on the Supreme Court. He is. I'm really hoping that this thing goes through about um, them checking him out for perjury. In terms of, I mean, the the discussion around his drinking, it was like absurd. Uh huh. I mean, what about when they would ask him a question and then he would ask them the question back? Insane. When she well, was, the whole thing was so crazy. I, I don't that you had. In my, I was like, well, this is over now. You have to just, regardless of whatever we find out, like his behavior is so wild. And they were like, Supreme Court, Supreme Court, go on up, just go on up. Abuse of power comes as no surprise. Anyhow, oh my gosh. So, um, but we, yeah, I was really nervous when I started my. I mean, I only had to. I only read like three paragraphs of what my testimony was mm-hmm. going to be for it before performing. But in the beginning of it, I did feel it's because it's out of context. I mean, when I can't remember the last time I stood in front of city council members and um, a, a group of people from museums and libraries yeah. and. Um, so we, we both had this happen to us this week. We did. Both. Where we had to say words. And when I started reading, I did think, you can't stop. 
I began and I thought, just go. Just, I pictured But you weren't reading from a paper. I read from a paper oh, to you start. Did? And for the first, I'll show it to you. The first paragraph, I just stick to the paper. And then I start looking up in a defiant way because I need to warm myself up to do the performance that I did then. And all of it goes into the books. All of it, it's recorded. It's it's all gone away. And Jamie Devine was like, this is the most chic thing you've done. <laughs> <laughs> he really, he was, he was like, it's so chic. It's so truly wild and bizarre and impactful in this other way. And he said, I think you should do more performances that are not in theaters or museums, gallery spaces. It is amazing that city council asked you to speak on, you know, a topic like this when you're so famously homophobic. Oh, can you, can you imagine <laughs> that I was asked, asked to speak about, um, well, it's amazing. Pride, is, it's Stonewall 50, and then World Pride is going to happen in New York. Wonderful. And so it was also really great to hear um, from a, a city councilman about everything that's going to happen in New York, starting now in terms of um, and, and not just in, not just in Manhattan, like Queens, Brooklyn, all over. It's exciting. Pride, everybody. Get into it. Be proud. We're here. We're queer. Get used to it. Yeah, I'm used to it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you are. <laughs> um, so now we're going to go into our interview with the incredible. Phenomenal. Phenomenal. Beautiful. Jamar Roberts, who is such, uh, who I have been stunned by as a dancer. I haven't gotten to see his choreography, but you have. Mm. And um, we'll And I'm looking forward him. to more. Really. I am, I am definitely And I say that earnestly. It. Yeah, yeah. And that's, that's something. For you, that is something. Yeah. Yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing it and, um, and participating with him more. Oh. oh. who won't speak yet, <laughs> won't speak. But soon. He was involved in a performance I went to last night and I looked all around for you, Jack. I, I said, really wasn't there. I said, where is he? I wasn't there. Because someone came up to me, uh -huh. the most lovely person, Constance Walsh. Okay. Who is Connor Walsh's mother. Uh -huh. Connor, who's a principal dancer at Houston Ballet. Yeah, yeah. His mom is a big fan of the podcast. And Hi, Constance. She's incredible. She's a Graham-trained person. She Whoa. has a dance studio in D.C. She taught her child to do ballet. Famous dancer. And then um, I went out with them afterwards and had the best time. That's all I wanted to say. And Jessica Collado and Connor were there. That's my story. Oh, that's See, so wasn't high, it worth it, you guys? Hi, Constance. <laughs> I just wanted to talk to Constance through the radio. Well, so I... I wrote Duke about coming to work in process, and he said it was really full. So, I mean, he said, I'm packed to the gills. Mm -hmm. And then he was like, but there is um, obstructed viewing. Partial and I was view. like... Obstructed. I, I thought it was Partial obstructed view. viewing. And I was Partial. like, you know what? I'm going to see Jamar's work 
pull out. Unobstructed. I, Unobstructed. I feel it is, it is, it is going to happen. <laughs> I'm going to see Jamar unobstructed with nothing between me and the work. Hi, Jamar. Hello. We're joined well, today by, you say it. Jamar Roberts. Yay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to keep the mic closer to you too because you're dancers and I talk loud. Okay. I feel you spoke very loudly at the thing last night. The mic was loud. The it first words really I said, loud. I was like... You shocked yourself. Yeah, yeah, a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> you, were, you were surprised. Yeah. Have you ever done that before, talked into a microphone? I have done that before. Why? Um, be- <laughs> to be amplified. <laughs> In what, what situations? Let me think. I hate um, microphones. Uh, I put on the show in Miami once. Maybe this was like a year or two ago. But it was like a kid's show, but... Since you put on I, a kid's show? It's kind of a kid's show. I mean, they were really good dancers, but... Was you, uh, your own choreography? It was my own choreography. It was like... Were they from New World? Uh, some of them were, but most of them were from a dance studio where I trained at in Miami called Dance Empire. Hey, Dance Empire. It's alma mater. Um, it's yeah. also New World. Yeah, but it was like a whole evening of work, so I had to like stand in front of the audience and be like, hey, guys, this is my work, which is like... <sighs> Does that make terrible. you feel anxious? I never want to do that. Not anxious. I don't really get anxious or nervous or anything, but it just made me feel like I didn't want to do it. Um, you know? well, I you just were great and charming on the panel last night. You Thank did really you. well. Thank you. So you went to New World. I'm going to mm-hmm. move that away from that. Ah, right. That'll Creaky sounds. Creaky. It's like her joints in the winter. <laughs> um, wait, were you there with Lloyd and Melissa? Um, or I was you... there with Melissa. Uh-huh. Um, I didn't. Lloyd did New World College because they have the high school and the college. I okay. didn't do the college, so... When I left high school, I went directly to Ailey, too, and then Lloyd was in the college at around that time. He met our best friend, Jackie, and then I met Lloyd through Jackie. Jackie. Later on. Mm-hmm. Wow. Love. History. Mm-hmm. What year did you start Ailey, too? 2002. One? 2001. Wow, wow, wow. Yeah. This is a long time. The longest time. You're wow, still in the company. Jamar. It is all the time, yeah. Yeah. Jamar, you've been there for... 17 years. Incredible. 18 yeah. years. 2001. 2001. It's 2019. Space Odyssey. Uh-huh. Are you going... Do you go to, like, morning class still? No. No. That's out. Are you okay? I'm good. Is your body okay? <laughs> no, it's no, not. That's part of the reason why I don't go, because okay. I can't sustain a turnout for that long anymore. Tell me about that. Mmm, okay. Um, there was, this was probably two years ago, the Royal Ballet invited about four, four, probably four Ailey dancers to do a collaboration of Chroma. So it's like a mashup of Royal Ballet and Ailey doing Chroma at the Royal Opera House or whatever. Mm-hmm. And, um, or whatever. Why are there different names? There's the Opera House, there's like. Whatever. No, I know. Palais Garnier. Paris. Keep going. And so I really wanted to be like Garnier Fructose. Garnier Fructis. I really like Garnier Fructose. Okay. Okay. Don't you get it? Wouldn't that be great? It's like your hair product comes out of. Paris Garnier Fructose. <laughs> this is funny. I think that um, my mom, this is completely off subject. We my like mom that. got pregnant a couple years ago, maybe like 18 years ago. And she what? said that oh, she was couple. having a girl, and I wanted the girl to be um, named Faria. Because yes. I think Faria was like the name of yes. the hair dress. That's good. That was the name of the hair dye, but anyway, that would have never been her name. She wasn't into it. Faria um, hair dye, my mm-hmm. little sister. 
Back to <laughs> how is she? She's great. Faria. <laughs> Faria, my little sister Faria. Okay, wait. Yeah. So you're at. I'm at Royal. the Opera House. We're doing Chroma. We're rehearsing with these guys every day for probably about two weeks. And um, I was doing a lot of stretching because I was like, I'm with the Royal Ballet. The leg has got to go go up. And so I think in all of that stretching and having it just be Wayne's work in general and the way that he just kind of manipulates body, I came back to America with um, arthritis pretty much. And it's never been the same. Take yes, take, take it off. Take off. We want that. It was. <laughs> <laughs> Bring the Leo Summer Jamar and the dead, dead, dead of Aquarian winter. Um, oh, speaking on Chroma and Alvin Ailey, mm-hmm. it seems like in the last several years, Alvin Ailey has been acquiring all these, like, what were made for ballet companies piece mm-hmm. of repertoire. Mm-hmm. Does that feel weird? Um... I mean, given the times that we're in, no, it doesn't. I mean, it's quite predictable, I guess, in a way. The times what do you mean we're by that? in. Oh, the times. <laughs> I mean, I definitely know the times we're in, but as I'm... But there's a couple different times that I see in that. One is one that is continuing to wake up and to become more aware. Like, so then we're talking about conservative time. Like, in order to appeal to, like, a more conservative and broader audience or something. Or yeah. the ballet crowd in New York. No, I'm, I'm, I think I'm speaking more towards, like, um, commercialism and consumerism yeah. and, mm-hmm. like, economy in in dance and how companies need to thrive and yep. trends and all mm. this kind of thing, I think. Um, I always get the impression that Ailey is thriving. They are thriving. You guys are always partying in your posters. Yes, we love to party. (laughs) (laughs) We love to party. Party. (laughs) That's really good. You laughing has made... I was so cold when I woke up this morning, and now I feel warm, warm, warm. You are wearing... No, yes, we love to party, but um, having, (laughs) having, you know, this rep is... It doesn't feel weird. It actually feels... it's, it's, It's a very interesting... Dynamic, I think, when right. that kind of thing enters the space, um, that's the answer. Is the company, does the company train, like, does the company do ballet every morning? We do ballet every morning. There's no morning where you do, like, Corton or something? Um, they've tried that, but it doesn't stick. People aren't into it. Mm-mm. But you've all gone through that schooling from... Not all of us, but most of us okay. have. I would say, like, probably 80. But not everyone. That. Not everyone. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to backtrack just a little bit. Are you from Miami? I am. So you grew up there. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go there in a couple weeks. I love Miami. Mm-hmm. Do you love Miami, or are you really glad to be out? I'm 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 glad that I'm out. I don't love it. It's very different Where'd from what it used to be when I grew up. Yeah. I grew up in the hood, in like okay. just. And what was your journey out of that? Out Wait, of where that? did I mean, the movie Moonlight take place? In Liberty City, which is yeah. another hood north of my hood. In Florida. In Florida, in Miami, Florida, okay. yeah. north Miami. Okay. Um, and I know Terrell. What was my journey out of out of the out of the hood? Uh, <laughs> yeah, place? I mean, how did you get to? Were your parents okay with you or looking forward to you being a dancer, and then therefore helping you and championing you and getting you to New World? Or um, they they kind of weren't around. 
Um, my story is one that I've told many, many times. I, I kind of want to like you find a very succinct way to like. Or as when I talk about sometimes when I'll talk about it. how I got out in my childhood story, I have a postage stamp version, mm-hmm. which is like if I could write it all on the back of a postage stamp. Mm-hmm. That's how. Do it. Say I the line. It. My childhood <laughs> was like. My child. Dot dot dot. I I don't say like. I'm just like I um needed to get out. No, my childhood was like. Oh, boys don't cry without the funny. Thank parts. you. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Uh, there is there is that joke. There is that there is that uh, joke. I was able to come up with some at one point when I needed to make myself stop crying. <laughs> so uh, you know, I found fortunately humor has saved mm-hmm. my life a lot, as it I think good. it has saved a lot of people's lives when you come uh-huh. from something rough, rough, rough. Yeah. But my, my way out was basically through dance. Right. I think. Um, Were you in a studio? I, I basically got all of my training in magnet dance programs, like in the school system. Oh, good. Um, I started a studio my freshman year of high school. Mm-hmm. I met a woman named Angel, which is kind of like took me Amazing. Angel How old is Angel? Angel? At that time? Yeah. She was probably like in her late 20s, maybe okay. like 29. Are you still in touch with her? Oh, yeah. She's one of my best friends. I love that. And her daughter is my goddaughter. Oh, so. That's little deep. Angel. Is, Angel- <laughs> okay, is that really her name? No, no, no. I was like... <laughs> no, no, no. Angel and little Brooke. Brooke. Are Brooke and Angel still in Florida? Uh, yeah, yeah. Hi, Brooke and Angel. Hi, Hi Brooke and Angel. <laughs> Thank Brooke you. Angel. No. Brooke and Angel. Brooke and Angel. Angel Brooke. Angel, Angel Brooke. Brooke cheese. Right? <laughs> Right? Angel Brook yogurt. Uh, the free associates are on. The free associates are on, Okay, so you're there with Angel, and then did with Angel, like, I think you should go to New World? Yeah, and yep. not to convince my grandmother, who I was sitting with at the time, because my parents were not involved. Got it. And, um... My grandma's like a southern black woman, and she was like, what the hell is that? Why do you got to go to school downtown with the white kids? Why do you can't right. get to school right here to the black school? Right. And I was like, you know, it's not really about that. When right. I'm talking about color, ma'am, I, right. <laughs> I just want to I just want to dance. I just want to dance. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I love, I really have, like, another, this isn't what it was, but I love to picture you coming out with it, like, Putting like a towel turban on your head. Mm-hmm. Do you ever do that as a kid? Read, t-shirt. Read, like a t-shirt. It's like right. Before you would take a bath yeah. and you would take your shirt off, but you would leave. You know, the like crew of the, of the a crew t-shirt on, right? or a towel as hair towel. as your wig yeah. to be like, and then like you hit the button on like the song and you come out and dance. With, you know, for me, it was... Yes. I wouldn't dance. I would just do styles, like different twists. Style, <laughs> oh, styles wow. on the t-shirt? Yeah. So you're like, Grandma, yeah. I just want to dance. Yeah, she eventually caved, and I went. I started going to New World. Um, actually, I did two years of what was a regular, more or less a regular high school. Mm-hmm. I started New World my junior year, okay. which you're not supposed to do. Like, they normally don't take you. They want to take you all the way through. All the way through. So I started my junior year. It was really great. Angel. So I was doing I was doing conservatory training and then supplementary competition training, basically Work. is what it was. So mm-hmm. I got like these two worlds of like at Angelbrook Academy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and um New World and Angelbrook. <laughs> New World Angelbrook. <laughs> Fantasies abound. Get those angels and those gl- that glitter. Girl. This plot line was very missing from a chorus line. Mm-hmm. T. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> so. So, um, 
Yeah, I started at New World, and um, I met another wonderful man by the name of Peter London. He was yes, yes. Angel got me to New World. Peter basically got me to Ailey, and this is where I've been for the past many, many years. Wow, wow, wow. And what was your start at Ailey like when you started there? Bad. Why? Um, Well, I came from this... Did you say bad? I said bad. Mm -hmm. (laughs) You said bad. Yeah. (laughs) I was 18. Um, when I started the school that I did for two weeks, and then I did Ailey 2 for one year. And I just came from this place where Angel was, she was like free. She was all about creative mm. movement. She like let me choreograph things mm. if she didn't feel like finishing a piece. Like it was very open creatively. And so I go from that to this really structured type of institution with all of these uh, codified techniques and things, which I knew, like I knew them from, from New World, but... Um, it wasn't my favorite thing. Like, I was going to New World because, you know, it's like a vitamin. Like, Angel said, you know, go here and this will be good for you. But I wasn't going because I actually, like, you know, had any real passion or desire to go. So when I got to, um, when I got to Ailey, it was just really, it felt really restricting. Angel was missing. Yeah. Yeah. Was Jackie Buglisi teaching Graham? Buglisi, Buglisi. I wouldn't know. Okay. Um... They I, weren't having you do Graham when you went, when you were in Ailey. They were, but I had Denise Vale. Okay. And I had um, somebody else. Okay. Someone else? That I don't remember. That's fine. Bit, that's fine. But, um, yeah. It was, and where it were was, you living? I was living on 181st Street uh-huh. with a guy named Joey Tarwater. Tarwater. Um, that I met so through the competition circuit. <laughs> and was, where was he? How did, so you were like, I'm coming to New York. I need a place to live. Basically, Angel kind of made the connection okay. for me because she was just closer to him than I was. Um, yeah, that's where I was living. I was in Ailey too, and um, it was just really terrible. I, I, I remember, I remember just trying long? to like be good and like trying to, um, um, just trying to be good in the midst of like thinking, I hate this and I just want to go to school. <laughs> have there been have there been sweet spots in the career where you've been like, oh, I really this is fun. I'm enjoying myself. Oh yeah, one hundred percent. Especially now. At the, but I got off to a shaky start. I think it okay. took me probably five, six, seven years to actually <laughs> five, to, eight, eight, nine. Yeah, to actually like embrace <laughs> the place and figure out how I sort of want to like navigate my my career and like. I had to first figure out who the hell I was because, like I said, I was 18. I'm right. And it was just, uh, it's rough, man. Coming to New York at 18. I also came to New York at 18, and it was intense. Yeah. For sure. But I don't regret anything. Not a single uh, quarter I made for the week of work. (laughs) Not a single, not anything. I think it was all part of... uh, it's all what I needed. When wow. did it start? Do you, do you feel like there was a time where it, things were starting to gel and it was starting to make more sense and it seemed like, yes, this is my path? Or was it a culmination? I mean, obviously it's a culmination. It's but a was, culmination. There, was there a turning point for you inside of there it? There was a turning point. The turning point was, I think, um, probably I left the company twice. I don't know if you know this. I but I did not know that. I dipped. I kind of knew that. Um, I think the... <laughs> what were those? I have a friend who's done that a couple of times, so I'm curious what yours were like. I'll tell you. I'll tell you. The second time I came back was kind of the, the turning point, I think. 
um, why did I leave? How long were your yeah. hiatus? Says? They were bo- they were both a year long. I left, so I got in uh, probably two thousand two or something like this, and I stayed for two years. I left because I wanted to be a fashion designer. Because that's what I dreamt of being more than anything, more than a dancer or anything else. I knew this part. And so I just wanted to do that. At the time, I also wanted to do different rep. I felt like the rep there wasn't really complimentary to, like, what I could really do. Uh-huh. So I left. And um, the second time I did left... Did you go to FIT? Or... I did some FIT. Uh-huh. Got there. Hated it. Uh-huh. I was like, fashion design's not my thing. <laughs> Jamar is, like, an incredibly gifted artist. His drawings are insane. How have you seen them? I've, I don't know. I've seen them on walls. There's one at the Harris Theater in Chicago. Yeah. Um, I've seen them. I've seen them around. It's wild. They're kooky. Yeah. Jamar and I have a shared romantic past. Not with each other. Oh, I was like, that, wow. I was really shook by that. And I was like, so that's (laughs) what we're doing here today. (laughs) No, I only know these things. I'm mediating. A long ago. No, I only know these things of Jamar through like a mutual ex boyfriend. Mm. Oh, okay. Yeah. Who's mm-hmm. that? Who's that? Mm. Well, it's fine. It's fine, Jamar. It's Someone fine. I tortured, Alec Donovan. Oh, mm. Alec. Yeah. Yeah, I remember. <laughs> I remember that. Yep. I remember those phone calls. Mm. Okay. <clears throat> Not about you, Jamar. I don't remember the None phone calls. None of it was about, about Jamar. You, but I do but what remember. I did learn of Jamar was that he was like an amazing artist. Okay, so you did this, you were out for a year, you were like, I'm, I don't want to, you know what, I'm not doing fashion. Yeah. Okay. And then, you, how did you I was going to jump to the next exit, but how did I go back? We can do that, we can continue. No, no, tell me what happened in that whole, in that year and then. Um, so I went. Oh yeah, I want to know how you got back and then we'll talk and about the next exit. I, I mean, Sequential. I, I guess when I, when I started school, I, what I thought fashion was, was uh, Vogue. And I didn't think of how you mean how the, the clothes in Vogue got made. Uh, I was right, just right. like, I knew that it was illustrating and it was Vogue. And so once I got into class, we had to sit through lectures on how to make pockets and collars and things. Mm-hmm. You should have been like, in the illustration department. I should have. And that's yeah. what I learned when I was over it. Like, yeah. I was just over entering the building, period. So. Yeah. Um, so I was like, no, 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 I'm not interested in the pocket. I can't, mm-hmm. <laughs> I can't mm-hmm. be here. No. So, so I, I started running out of money. That's what happened. Yes. And so, <laughs> Taylor's credit card queen. Mm-hmm. It's really so. I called Complexions Contemporary Ballet um, because they had set up work on Ailey, I think, before um, I left that I really liked. And I was like, hey guys, can I come dance for you? And they were like, sure. Mm-hmm. So I danced there for an entire season. And rehearsals were like, I would rehearse from, I don't know what, 12, 10 until like 6 p.m. And then I'd run from rehearsal to FIT. class to like. Sleep on a lecture about a collar. Yeah. <laughs> about a collar. And then <laughs> I was just really exhausted, and dance basically took over. When the complexion season ended, I was like, "Well, I'm not doing that again." So I'm gonna call. <laughs> I'm gonna. Then that's when I, I basically went back to Ailey after that. And how was that going back? Um, it was great because I really wanted to be there. I think I initiated the the call. I know I initiated the call, uh-huh. and so um, and they were like. Okay. Yeah. Like, it's great to be in that position where you're like, mm-hmm. can I come back? Yeah. And they're like, yeah, great, sure, sure. come back. Yeah, and they were really understanding, and they were like, you know, Judy would say, you know, I left the company to go do Broadway. Like, I totally, I totally understand it sometimes. <laughs> Work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. And I was like, 
Ruby. And then how long were you there till the next exit? I was there for, I think, three years. And then? And then when I came back, they basically danced me into the ground. <laughs> like, and I was having a really good time doing it because I, don't know, I came back with like a new fire. And I was Gosh, like, yeah. yes, I'm new. And I was like going at everything, like full force. And I'm pretty sure they took that as, yes, he is new. Let's uh, give him everything to go at full force. And um, I basically burnt myself out, pretty much. Um, I don't want to blame it all on them. That would be terrible. But um, You guys were a good team in burning you out. Yes. What were some of the things that you were dancing at the time? I don't remember. Okay. I'm kind of like an in-the-moment kind of person when it's done. I'm just like, I'm right here. And now next year, <laughs> like, yeah, but I, I, I won't know anything we spoke of like, like next year. This uh-huh. time next year, we'll uh-huh. even know. I'll remember like the space and the feel. Well, and we'll the have smell. this podcast, uh, so you good. can, so I can be like, this is what you said, <laughs> <laughs> and then this is what you said. Yeah. Okay, so you were burnt out. I was burnt out, and this was the year that Judith Jamison was retiring and Robert right. Battle was coming in, right? And he was like, "Please, please, please stay. You're an important part of my vision. I need you. I would like you." to be here and I was like that's really cool that scared you like I can't even like if I stayed here any longer I I would just be a mean person for a very long time and I knew that like you can feel when uh, you're you're becoming consumed by did you see that uh, the choreography was correct <laughs> that's what it feels like you it listen is... to his body yeah yeah, yeah 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 I know what my body wants my body knows me and my a couple friends would it call wants. it we would call it black soul those moments with that get those like really low moments and you can just feel when black soul is coming on like yeah. the, the complaints start rolling in mm-hmm. a little too frequently you know you're having drinks at the bar talking about all the all the things were you ever a smoker like, um on and off yeah I, was, I miss it terribly i've i've quit <laughs> for years but i that was one of my nice smoke like i would never buy a whole pack and oh. finish it like not oh. i like that because when I'm in, when, when I've been in like the the deepest of those, mm-hmm. cigarettes really help. Mm-hmm. I don't know if Jack, they help. Do not advocate for. I'm not advocating for smoking. Don't do it. It actually just tampers down that rage. If anything, mm-hmm. I feel like is it was a real mama's time mm-hmm. with that. Like I'm gonna create a, like a smoke cloud of space around myself, <laughs> so everyone leaves me the fuck alone. Anyhow, so, so you're, that's happening to you. Yeah. So I I, I left, um, and I explained to him this is why. Thorns are crawling around my heart. Mm-hmm. I have to go. <laughs> Not that. Um, and so I left and I went back to Florida. And for a very long time, oh. I just... Um, Where? Just Angel's house. Orlando. Okay. Oh. Angel okay. has a pretty good size house. Cinderella's and, castle. Yeah. And there's like a room for me there whenever I... That's needed so, so that's where I went and I for a very long time I just gained like a little bit of weight and I took bike rides and drank a lot of coffee and like um did that for did you were you working at all or did you just like I didn't start working for probably down, after, like, a couple months had. after uh-huh. I got there um because I think I got there in the summer and summer is slow in the studios because yeah. the kids are at the summer programs yeah um so once fall came in she was like you gotta teach some classes dude <laughs> good like, yeah. good okay so i started teaching and um you know when teaching you kind of have to know what you're talking about Had you, you have to refer before? back to well yeah i used to teach when i was like 16 15 like she had me teaching as early as then so it wasn't new do you like to teaching 
I do. But I don't like to say that a lot these days because people will just have you teaching everywhere when I really want to focus on choreography. I don't want to be a teacher right now. Um, So yeah, I started teaching and um, when the studio was closed, it was basically closed from morning until three. I would just go in there every single day and I would just make and make and make and make and make the dumbest shit, the ugliest shit, some of the best stuff and I would just make and make and make and make and make and make and then I'd teach class and I'd just like here, try this. Like, Were you recording the things you were making? Yeah, most of the times I was recording them. And then I would give all that shit to the class. And their kids, like, they would go for broke and they would do it. And so I, I think that's where I kind of, like, really started to find that I had anything to say choreographically. And in all of that, I was like, well, I got to go back to New York because I'm not going to be able to, you know, to work this in Miami because there's just not a lot of performance opportunity and like dance stuff. So, Did you have structured comp classes at New World? <clears throat> we did, but looking back, I, they weren't the best. I think they could have pushed a little bit more. I think they could have been a bit more... Um, Regress. Yeah, yeah. And was it, but so this was just wanting to come out of you. I mean, your maker spirit was. Yeah, it's always, always been, been there, there, but it's right. never been like, I never really thought or that it would be choreography. Like I didn't mm-hmm. grow, I didn't want to be a choreographer. It wasn't a thing that I wanted to be a fashion designer and I wanted to be a meteorologist even at one point. What? But like, that's <laughs> what yes, a man. Can someone tell me about that? Tell you about what, Reed? Meteorologists. Well, Jamar could, because he Wait, wanted to Jamar. be one. I mean, oh. Do meteorologists tell you the weather and I think they, science? They can, but okay. they're probably not cute enough to be in front they're of not the camera. In the but you wanted to be in front of the camera. Yes, Leo. <laughs> can you imagine Jamar yeah. telling you the weather? Uh-huh. I absolutely amazing. can. I can no, completely imagine I would turn imagine. on the TV. I'd be like, I have to get a television. You'd be like, I'm not going to like just hit my weather channel app. I'm going to turn I'd be YouTubing on. the weather. I mean, you know yeah. What I mean? And leaving no. it on. Wow, wow, yeah, I involved too much math. Like, I was never going to be that. I hate math. Same. Really? I'm not good at it. Oh, math brings structure and clarity. Yeah, you would like math. You're a math queen. <laughs> I'm not a math queen. You're not? No, I like uh, math, uh-huh. but when I got to more abstract mathematics, trigonometry, calculus, no. I don't think they're actually abstract. Yeah. But um, I didn't understand them, and uh, I never will. Yeah. I couldn't understand how they could be applicable to life. Right. And the teachers swore that they were, like, all the time. I was like, but those numbers are paired with letters. <laughs> I don't believe you. It's <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't know what you're talking about. You can't do it. No. Um, okay, so, and then what was it like coming back? Um, you know, it's kind of been uh, great ever since. I mean, I... When you came back, what was your conversation with Robert? Um... I mean, was there one? You called? Or sent an yeah. email? Hey, I'll see you guys next week. Yeah, I, um, it was it was very easy. It wasn't, I don't remember it being difficult at all. The only difficulty was probably, like, sorting out some contractual stuff. He just fired someone. Um, He's like, you're going to have to go now. Jamar needs to come back. It was like Suzanne <laughs> Farrell when she, kept, when she wanted to come back to City Ballet after seven years. And they just let someone go? No. No. They just brought her in and then they she's principal. Her. And then yeah, she, yeah, it was yeah, like, yeah. you're the lead again. Oh, yeah. All the yeah. other ballerinas yeah. who've taken on her roles were like, 
tone. Yeah. And I'm like, oof. <laughs> doesn't even matter that I now look like Did her. Did you I know that? Go. Is that what they say? Jamar Roberts, the Suzanne Farrell of <laughs> Alvin Ailey. <laughs> That's really amazing. <laughs> I was feeling the dance. That's what so I'm doing sorry. out there. So sorry. So you returned okay. in what year? Where are uh, we now? I don't know. 2010. I think we're in uh, 2008. Long ago. So you've been eight. back for it. Decade more than it, or eight or ten, something like that. 11, I don't know where we are. 12, 13. Yeah, it's good. It's I've good. been back for yeah, a while. Numbers. I've been back for a while. And um, when you came back, did you say I also want to choreograph? No, I didn't know that at the time. I was still playing with moves and stuff mm-hmm. in the studio and when I had time and space, but no, I had no intentions of, of doing that. Um, and when I, did I, that? I wanted. I came back because I wanted to dance. Um, I don't know. I've always been kind of closeted creatively. I was literally in my mind. I was like, Jamar Roberts is like the most incredibly talented person who does not want to share any of his talents. Yeah. So hesitant to like <laughs> tell people he's a really good drawer. Doesn't want to go to fashion school and finish because it's boring. Doesn't want to show us that he can choreograph. But now he does. Yeah, I, it's things started to seep out of the closet, and people started to see that there was stuff there. And you then, have uh, such creative shame. That <laughs> <laughs> would track. Just so <laughs> you know, like even though I just have a postage stamp of childhood, it tracks. <laughs> like it's not shame. I think it's actually more. It's more joy than anything. In sort of. Um, uh, I just love that space of creating in solitude. Right. Um, and I feel like when there is the pressure to show and to like exhibit, it changes the intention of the work. It just changes things. It makes you do weird things that you wouldn't normally do. And so, and I, I don't, I also don't like too much uh, attention and like, so I don't know, it just feels more comfortable for me. It's always felt comfortable for me to just kind of like be, do it. Alone. with myself yeah. alone and even some of the things that I was recording when I was making all those wacky phrases for kids in Miami I wouldn't I wouldn't even go back and look at them but I knew that what I was doing was like fun or interesting so I was like well let me document this and it was also when um what's that blog place Blog place. With a V. What's that? Blog. With a V. Tumblr. It was when Tumblr. I was like, with a V, Tumblr. (laughs) Yeah. I was thinking of uh, Vimeo. But uh, it was when Tumblr. Tumblr. (laughs) Okay. Was like a thing. And I was, I don't know, I I have like a Tumblr somewhere in the the internets. And I was putting things on, on Tumblr, but. Little dance phrases. Little dance phrases. Of yourself. Yeah. Wow. What did it, what did it have a name? Gibberish. Gibberish. Yeah. Um, and it, it was more about the editing. Like, I would just use the, like, default, like, editing things. What is it? Uh, black yeah. and white and oh. reverse. I would just play with... It was really about that. I was actually trying to obscure and, and not show what I was actually... Through filters. Yeah. Okay. But... Very similar. <laughs> really? Very similar. Yeah. And I, I mean, and I, I think that there's, it's certainly, sorry, it's certainly something that's been discussed and written about in terms of the, of what can change as an artist once you then make it public, because mm-hmm. you open yourself up yeah. 
Yeah. It is a thing of, of having created something that is, I mean, for me always feels like a child yeah. and then there's exposure on that. Yeah. And that I think it's really sensitive and it's, um, yeah, it, it's confusing. That's one of my, um, fears right now is like that, that creative space that I'm in that I like so much, like having, I'm afraid that having exposure will sort of like start to filter into that space and then therefore I'm changed and the work is changed and my whole approach is just completely different and I've just become this thing that's servicing, you know, mm. the Guggenheim or servicing a, you know what I mean? Instead of like really, um, doing it for myself first. Mm-hmm. Well, you seem, I mean, I've only just met you, but you seem intuitive enough and as someone who would also take in what you see around you mm-hmm. to see where that happens and where it doesn't. Mm-hmm. And so I'm sure you, there's people that you can look to to see where that's happened, where what is being created is actually trying to fit what you were talking about earlier, which is about commerce. And it's just trying to like plug into a, an assembly line mm-hmm. of new material, which is sort of also one of these... I mean, Terry O'Connor years ago talked about how difficult it is that you have to can always be in this grant process of this is what I'm going to make next year. Mm-hmm. And you always have to make a new work. Mm-hmm. You can never go back and, and explore this material you've made when it's, when it's new material instead of something that's more codified, more easy to put capital on, and then therefore that can go in a rep. Yeah. But when it's when we're coming more into this vanguard work and that's new and that's coming from these places, how do we support and nurture that? And you see in the landscape that there isn't a lot of support and nurturing for that. So I think you're intuitively doing something that is listening to yourself of like, I will keep this part safe and sacred. And when it's going to go in front of the public, it will make itself clear. Does having kind of like built in support from the company you already dance for, knowing the dancers, already kind of knowing the infrastructure, does that help you feel more comfortable in, like, expressing yourself choreographically? Um, yes, it does. But um, there are some areas that I would like to push a little bit more. Um, that, uh, that same support, having that, I don't know, it kind of feels like it's, the support is a little... It's almost like it's too much, like it's too sweet. Mm-hmm. And if it were, you know, something that were a bit more hard, something that I can really push up against, I feel like it would push me to like sort of expand outward a little bit more. But since it is so nice and so cushiony, I feel like I need to like, you know, like pet it back or yeah. you know, join mm-hmm. in on the on the positivity, which is not where I really see my work going. But um, I think it's useful to sort of be in that space and see how much I can push while I'm there just because you know this is only the first piece I've done for this company. Will you tell us about that? Where do you do you have like an imagined scenario of what where and how you'd like to make work? I do but I'm a little bit superstitious about it. So don't, don't tell really us. Like to, I don't really like I don't to say. Know. Get it. Do you do you work with a dramaturg or anyone? I don't but I'm very interested um, and that's also a part of that's like in, in the future, like whenever I can. Yes, I'm interested. I have not. Yeah, I found that helpful for me and to get someone who mm-hmm. was the uh, was oppositional to me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I have My, friends that I kind of designate, like you right. are the dramaturg for this work. Right. They are they are not dramaturgs, but um, they're they're an outside eye, 
um, and they're not creatives. And um, I trust them in other ways. Yeah. And they're smart people. Well, last night in the discussion with Marina, she asked some question around like the process of making a dance, like specifically for the lights and with Patricia. And you mm-hmm. talked about like, I had to approach making this dance, um, knowing who the dancer was mm-hmm. and watching the dance I, because I don't know like the entire body of your work, but seeing the three different solos, mm-hmm. I'm curious about what your kind of like choreographic influences are because in watching it, there was so much clarity mm-hmm. That felt like at times almost Cunningham-ish, but mm. maybe comes from like the Horton universe. I'm not sure, but I want you to talk about that. Please tell us. That's Horton universe. I never heard those two <laughs> words together. Um, influences. Mm-hmm. Um, I I think that they are every anything, everywhere, everything. Like everything that's happened to you. Um, when I was younger, they were Balanchine. My God, I watched so many Balanchine videos, like Gracie Valley videos. Um, uh, Graham, of course, because of Peter London. Um, and then when I got older, it was probably went into I don't know, Pina Bausch, Mary Wigman. And uh, <laughs> well, well, oh, contemporaries of each other, just kidding. But when they were amazing, Tina was like, I'm making a piece with Mary Vigma. <laughs> that it would be that, really, I mean, why didn't Pina make a piece called Mary Vigma? Uh, yeah. That would have been uh, amazing, and it would just um, been like everyone doing hacks and dance. Alan <laughs> Ailey, of course, um. Um, probably some more Euro stuff, like when I was with Complexions, uh, that was the first year Complexions became a rep company, mm-hmm. so Foresight came over. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. Um, that was... You in there. I did this duet called Approximate Sonata, that was the first thing that they sort of brought back. Um, so yeah, it's kind of like ever everything. All this information. It's, it's all in there, but... Yeah. Um, with those solos in particular, there was this question, not while I was making well, actually, that's not true. There was a question in general, like when I was making it and when I stepped back to look at them when they were done, it was just like, what is ballet? Like, so you were really focused on like the qu- questions around ballet when you were making these solos? Yeah, like in the actual body, like form, no form. Like, is ballet the shape? Is it the form? Is it the culture? Is it uh, the dancer? Um, and so the solos, as you can see, they kind of like go in and out of like, this is mm-hmm. my tondu, but then like if I break away from tondu, my head is over here. Mm-hmm. Is this still ballet? Just, you know, my body's a little displaced. Is this ballet or is this something completely different? So in that sense, I guess it can look like Cunningham because... I mean, it, it, I wasn't like, these are Cunningham dances. I kind of felt that, though, at one point when I was, I was making these things. I would be like, this feels like Cunningham, or that looks like Cunningham. Yeah. I've never studied Cunningham. I don't know anything about it. You nailed besides it. What I, <laughs> besides <laughs> the little that I've seen. Well, <laughs> I've seen well you nailed it. But there was a... In terms of vocabulary, it was a bit disjointed. Like, I can see what you're saying. Like, it was a little... I didn't feel... I didn't feel it was disjointed. It just felt like... A bag of... No, it had, like, a... It had more than one idea. And also, at the same time, it was... They were kind of the most... um, I don't know if you thought about this, but they were so beautifully made for that space. Mm -hmm. And it probably also had a lot to do with the way Brandon lit the space. Mm -hmm. But 
that space is really hard to watch certain kinds of dance in. Mm-hmm. Like ballet and that space is really challenging for me. But the way that those solos interacted with the scale of that space mm-hmm. was really perfect. Two of them were made in the space. Mm-hmm. Patricia the was the Taylor. only one, yeah, that wasn't made in the space. There, I loved it. Thank you. Yeah, I was like, he's good, he's talented, it's good. We had a fun time. I mean... Yeah. She knows. <laughs> Reed knows. That's Some re- might say otherwise. <laughs> That's really that would really be the book. She knows. Biography <laughs> on Reed Bottomy by Jack Ferber. Yeah. I mean, I think we're it, well. We're in this this time of of such a polyglot of choreography that I feel the way it filters through the maker is also so much about vesseling. Mm-hmm. So there's you have all those forms at your disposal. Mm-hmm. And then how does content function for you in that? Does it? Does emotive content happen for you? Or is it something that's just coming through? Does it come through your body and then you set it for them? Or do you call out things for them? I guess those are two questions. Um, is there an emotive content that's There's always an emotive content. Normally mm-hmm. that's kind of where it all starts. So this was yeah. very different, this Guggenheim thing. It was more aesthetic and it was more of an external approach first. Mm-hmm. But most of the time, there's just something... Uh, I'm always, like, searching the inner self for, like, what is yes. the hardest, deepest issue that I'm, like, sort of... That's, like, sort of not... That's, like, picking. That's, like, nagging at me right now. Gosh, that sounds like so it's a terrible thing to do. But that that's, doesn't. That's generally... That's, the, the, that's well, what is basically art, what happens. I mean, that's what, for <laughs> me, art's for. Yeah. If it's, if it's going... There are these things that are unnameable Mm -hmm. and the way the body functions in that is Mm -hmm. sacred and so important so and it can give a sense of catharsis relief Mm -hmm. a feeling of another form of witnessing this the body yeah so that's that's kind of where it all starts and then i um and then I just and then do you move and then the court and then the dancers learn the movement off you yeah yeah i mean it's very rare that i have the time to do that work like on the spot do you know mm-hmm. what i mean without like for example the piece that i did on ailey you get like three weeks to to knock it out it was like a almost gosh a 26 minute piece 27 28 and how many performers 29 30. <laughs> <laughs> it's a really good joke for that's what life. the title of this podcast yeah. would be jamar counts yeah yeah, yeah. jamar counts to infinity because yeah. it really is it really is to infinity how many people were in that um i think there were six okay it would have been really great if it was like seven, seven eight, 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 nine. nine. <laughs> I, think there was, I think there were six people on the cast. Uh-huh. Gosh, I don't remember. But um, that's, oh, that's a lot. Just four guys. Five, ten. <laughs> wow! <laughs> We'll have like a video podcast where we like figure out something with numbers the and, count. Then, uh, well, and, well. and it'll really That's be like Jamar will appear as the count. Well, yeah, exactly. You absolutely and then Oh my god. We'll be like, um, how many meals did you eat today? He'll be like, two, three, three. <laughs> Four. Four. Oh my god. Yeah, it'll be like Yeah, the forgetful count. But also, but also when it gets to when it gets to like us and it's like oh oh so you're on with dance and stuff and that's Reed and Jack. So and, and there's someone else there and I think another person there <laughs> or maybe it was just Reed. Yeah. But you had three weeks. 
to make yeah. it funny, and it, you got to make weeks. Uh-huh. So you got to come in prepackaged a little bit. Four There's weeks. very little room to like make things on the spot, which yeah. is what I prefer. It's having more room, more, more time, more, more space, more, 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 uh-huh. and that's just so hard to get. And, and then when you have breaks in Ailey, are you looking at residencies and stuff like that? Where you no, go I'm away? going. I'm. I go back to Miami, and I've been teaching the same. I won't say the same kids because a lot of them have like grown up and moved away. But I go to the Dance Empire. I go to Angels, and I, I teach. And then, and then you have your time in the morning to work in the studio as well on you. When I, I go to Miami, yeah, or just have breakfast. Oh, at this point, I don't need to do that anymore. <laughs> okay, <laughs> like it's all it's all there. I put in my one thousand hours or whatever the hell. So with them, I can just go in and just let it rip. Right, right. And we 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 have this common sort of language because we were all trained by the same woman in the same space for many right. many years so i do a move i don't have to explain too much from like where it comes from in the body but when i work with like adults here in the is city brooke a it's dancer? Like, brooke is a dancer brooke is my assistant brooke is uh, like probably is, i was getting she's probably like this. the best interpreter of what i do and she's not a six four black man she is a very average height white woman and she's amazing i love her hey brooke Hey, and how old is she? Uh, 24, 25, 24. What? Yes. How did that many years pass? Because... I thought, I was my mind, she was 12. <laughs> You're right. She became my goddaughter at around 13, 14. Something and like now that. time has passed. 15, Got 16, it. 17, 18, 18, 18, 18, 18, 18, 18, 18, 18, 18, 18, 19, 20, 21, 22, 23, 24, 25. It wasn't the type of like godparenting that happens at the Christmas. I got it. She was already she was in already, middle school. Yeah. Yeah. And then you dunked her in the pool. And where is she? And she's in Miami? She's in Miami, yeah. Have you been able to make a piece for her? I've made many pieces for her. Yeah. That's exciting. Yeah. I want to see that. She's cool. I want to... the coolest. I, I want to see I want to be in one of your pieces. I know. <laughs> Are you going to make a piece for me and Reed? Sure, let's do it. That has to be very simple. Okay. Very and simple. Both of our right hips aren't feeling so uh, great. Neither is mine. Well, there you go. <laughs> so I'll do a knee vibration on the left. <laughs> I want to warn you. I learn slowly these days, mm-hmm. but I do think about it a lot. So a couple days later, it gets better. All right. It's true. Yeah. The Fair last Mer solo I just learned. <laughs> I was learning it with... Peter Farrow, who's like the male understudy for the whole New York cast. God bless you, Peter. God bless you. Namaste, Peter. I mean, that's crazy. He will appear in the show. Uh Uh-huh. Thank God. Right. Because otherwise, like, imagine. He's like, I'm just going to win these 80 solos. (laughs) (laughs) Passion (laughs) project. I love Cunningham. But so they were teaching me this final solo from a piece called Exchange, and Uh Peter was learning it with me, which Mm -hmm. I was like, love. And... Often I'd be like, what's this stuff? And he, um, at the end, like, we, I did it, they recorded it, Peter did it, they recorded it, and I was really like, I'm really sorry that you're not doing the show because you're so much better than me. <laughs> That's how I felt. <laughs> and, what did, and was he like, I am. Basically, no. Yeah. He was like, that's true. But I'm glad you're doing it, Reed, because, you know, you're doing the costumes. It's cool. <laughs> it was like that. It's a, it's a whole cool yeah. thing. He was like, this dance is about giving chances to all ages. Yeah. Can you imagine if he said that? Right, right, right. So sad. I'm good, actually. Um, what, so now you guys are about to go on tour. Yeah. I, we grabbed you right before you went on tour. Where I are you was going? Like, everywhere. To America. It's the oh US Oh my god, tour. all the way? All the way. I like a U.S. tour. You know why? No. The bed size is reliable in hotels. Okay. And getting food tends to be really 
there's a lot of ease around that because there's no language problems. Mm-hmm. Like it's easy to find things. Like even if it's not special or fun, it's easy. Oh. Do you get your own room on, mm-hmm. on tour? Okay, thank God. All right, well then, that's all right. How do you like a tour? Um, I don't really like to travel so mm-hmm. much. I'm not much of a traveler, but it's the only time I get to go to the West Coast, and I like California. So Love cool. California. Yeah. And then when is this tour over? Uh, yeah. I really, I, don't, I, don't, I really <laughs> almost gagged on that. I, I was really waiting for like Counting. two. No, I don't. I don't look at the schedule very. Uh, I don't know anymore. I just know when it leaves, uh-huh. and I don't look. When at are you when coming back, back to New York? Do you know that tomorrow? No. Okay. okay here's um, the question. I know it's about two and a half months. Is I it the kind of tour where just you're not coming back, or do you go and come back and go and come back and go and come back? The we. We go. There are two times that we come back. One is Easter week, uh-huh. and another time is another time. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, there was this weird time <laughs> when I was in Shenway oh, where God. we would go. I really into We would, like, go to Europe for a week and come back, and then, like, four days later, go to Europe and come back. Uh-huh. And, and I remember, like, getting to JFK, because a car would come and pick you up with other dancers in the right, car. Right. You arrive at JFK, and I remember being like, where are we going? <laughs> and they were like, Amsterdam. And I was like... Good, very good. Okay. I just had no... I lost my mind. It was terrible. <laughs> I was eventually you were like, here I am again. Just yeah. like at JFK. At JFK. Yeah. Again, taking out my Ziploc bag of Absolutely. my... Absolutely. My under three ounce creams and what have you. I have a question. Yeah. In every tour date, every performance, you finish the program with Revelations. No. That's not true. That's not true. Okay, so tell me about that. That's not true. What, else do, you, what else do you finish with? Um, any other exciting piece. Oh. So it'll probably be, a lot of times it's, like Rennie Harris, for example, mm. the hip-hop. Yeah. Yep. Um, it may finish with that. Um, it may finish with, um, you know, upbeat. Something upbeat. upbeat. Something upbeat. That's interesting. I feel I've never been to an Alvin Ailey performance that didn't end with Revelations. Is that weird? Um, no, it just means that, um, you're going on, you may be going on very specific nights, like, um... Like the nights that end with Revelation. Yeah, man. <laughs> yeah, or yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I was gonna say New Works nights, but that's, that wouldn't be the case either, because a New Work would probably close that program. But, Years ago, I went to an Alvin Ailey show at City Center, and you guys were doing this Garth Fagan dance mm. in Unitards. And it was like a Cunningham dance, but with, like, Afro influences, and you were so amazing in it that I like had a stirring in my body watching you dance. Wow. That's how I feel. I'm sorry. <laughs> Just making admissions on this podcast. He was wearing a purple unitard. I was wearing a purple unitard. It was incredible. Thanks. I enjoyed that dance. Yeah, you really did. A lot of people that, enjoyed that I dance. I love that dance. Actually. Yeah. I didn't see it. <laughs> okay. That's, that's all there is. That's all there is. That seems I, to be the pattern of our podcast. I want to, uh, um, which is what? Oh, that you saw it and I didn't? Yeah. <laughs> you I saw didn't see it. it. I didn't see it. Nope. Um, so when you come back, do you have a plan? What, what is happening? Do you have any commissions? Have a break. You have a break. I do have a commission, but, um, I shouldn't mention Let's it not. right now. He signed an NDA. Love, Secrets. Love not This episode is brought things. to you by Secrets. And numbers. And numbers. <laughs> yeah. This episode is brought to you by Secret Numbers. Numbers and Angel Brooke Creamery. Actually, there are a couple things in, in the works, but um, yeah, I, I, I think it's too early to... Let's not talk about it. it. What are you going to do for your birthday? 
Mm. When's your birthday? On July 27th. Are you a Leo too? Is that right? No, I'm not. Mm. I'm an Aquarius. My Do we already talk about In two weeks, I'm going to Miami for it. Mm. Have fun. Thank you. Mm-hmm. July. That's My so far birthday, away. I will be 37 Younger than us. Yeah. I won't do much. I don't think I'll do much. My friends threw me a party my last birthday. Um, just really great. 36 was a good year for me. 29 was a good year for me. Mm, your Saturn return. Mm. Right into being like, you know what? I don't like this. And I yeah. like that. It was very good. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I don't think I'll do much. Um, I, I always try not to do very much, actually. But I just have friends that are very festive very loving and they just kind of force me to do things and I go along with it because you can't you can't reject the love when you're on the road do you keep in touch with people or do you it's just, really hard yeah. it's really really hard it's even hard to do it when I'm here in the city right. I try to you just moved did I, I hear moved. that while I was yeah. pooping <laughs> Sunday <laughs> <laughs> you moved okay so you moved from where to Crown Heights from Crown Heights to Washington Heights from Crown Heights to Heights very different locale <laughs> wow no. you traversed the entire city way way up wow okay and you way have your up. own place in Washington Heights mm-hmm. can you describe it the place when yeah. you walk in there's the bathroom there's like a foyer bathroom you turn right foyer. you pass there's a hallway to your left you pass the kitchen it opens out to a living room Beyond that is the bedroom. So the bedroom, the bedroom is the last room in the. Did you say living room? Oh yes, living room. Then it opens in the bedroom. Is there a lot of light? Um, one side of the apartment is lit, so yeah, there's a lot of light, and it's the side that where the sun comes in through the window. And right now it's just boxes. Um, I've tried to eliminate as many boxes as I can before I leave. Yes. So there are some boxes left over, but. Yeah, Are you the kind of bucks. person who can move in to a place and unpack within the day, or do you take your time? I take my time. Okay. Yeah. How do your drawers look when you open them? I don't have any. You have no drawers? I what wanted to go in, like, bare bones and just buy all new things. So Did no you Mari Kondo there. before you left Crown Heights? I kind of do that year-round. Wow. I kind of, like, don't of like to accumulate things. You're an eliminator. So I did it before I left, um... Crown Heights. Nice. And I think I'm going to do it again now that I'm there. Like, I have stuff. Like, it's, uh, things are out of boxes. I'm just like, this is just too much but shit. But you leaving... Like, there are shoes that will line the entire circumference of the of the apartment, and this is too many. They've got to go. Shoes. I have two feet. Amel DeMarcos <laughs> of dance. Amel DeMarcos of dance. is Jamar Roberts. Yes. Wow. It's really... But you're leaving in two days? <laughs> On the 30th. On the 30th. Oh, okay. That's in several days. Wait, tell me more. Okay, so you do all these beautiful drawings. Do you hang on to them? Are you opposed to ripping um, one up and throwing it away? Oh, no, no, no. I'm a I professional would never at that. do that. Oh, th- throwing them away? I, I am, yeah, I, I will rip things up. Absolutely. Um, when I was um, doing the, the Mary Condo before I left. Yeah. That's <laughs> everything. Mary. Mary Condo. Mary. <laughs> I was doing that Mary Condo before I left. I threw away everything. Um, actually, long before I moved, I went through all of my sketchbooks and like journals. And I had so many and I ripped them up and threw yeah. them Isn't out. Isn't that cathartic? I love that. And I only that. kept the sketchbooks that were. Um, 100% finished, like, from front to back. This is... I feel so anxious hearing this. It's so sad. I know, but I thought it was... Uh, it felt like... Um, it's like during World War Two. I just wanted to sort of... Burned. No, it's not right. Because <laughs> I have, like... It's just, like, a pile of, like, heavy... It's, it's, it's baggage, energy. you know? And so it's I was like, well... It's energy that you can be done with. How tied to this am I, like, emotionally, really? So I took one, and I was like... Shh. 
didn't feel anything. Wow. <laughs> Another. I was like, shh. Nothing, and I just started. I was like, "Well, this this must be okay." Like, I don't, you have I don't fully need this. intuited the Marie Kondo method. You can do it with such ease. That's amazing. I remember so. Jeremy doing that with artwork, and it was so jarring, jarring for me. And then I, but I also had to be like, "I get it, I get it." I've, I've really, done it. I've gone through sketch pads from school and been like, "Bad, bad." I've bad. said it on this podcast. I got rid of all of my journals from the time I was a child bad. all the way till I was uh, twenty eight. Mm-hmm. At twenty eight, I was like, "Goodbye." And they all were burned. Yeah. I'm sure I'll start, like, a new something else. But um, I'm taking a break from drawing right now. Why? I think the love is fading. I get it. It's like, uh, you know, I go, and it's just the hardest thing to get anything on the page. Where it used to be, I would, it was just flow. It just happened. There's no flow anymore. Well, the and I don't know what that is. It's going to come out of your choreography, it sounds yeah. like. Does it all come out of the same pot? Is it I how don't it is? think it has well, to, but if there's a, a really fierce force happening through something. There must be a fierce force. Look at this dance. Do you understand that, what I'm doing? Ron sometimes Brown. your energy has to come out here, sometimes it comes out here. Sometimes mm-hmm. it comes out here, sometimes it comes out here. But it can't come out everywhere. It's, you know, otherwise <laughs> that, you're getting rid of your oil. That was something I really life. struggled with when I was younger. It's like how, you know, having all these interests and wanting to make various different things how do I manage this it used to like tear me apart because I wanted to be so good at every single thing and then you got tired I must have gotten tired well also so confusing because you were so good at everything says Reed she knows (laughs) she knows knows. I mean as we get older I think there's a a, the energy process of elimination and you're like I I have energy for this Mm -hmm. and for that but I, I'm. I know, but it makes me a little bit sad. I feel like the child is gone, or she's slowly walking out the door. Maybe she'll come back, and she'll be like older and uglier. But maybe she'll come back, and she'll be more fierce, and tell you exactly what she wants. Jean Grey, maybe the Phoenix. I mean, Dark Phoenix is really my. That's yeah. another metaphor I relate to a lot. She mm-hmm. did end up having to like explode into the universe or something. Yeah, eventually she has to. Well, because she was vaporizing everybody. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> she she kind of couldn't keep that rage under wraps. I mean, she was really talk about like Dark Soul. It's like Jean yeah. Grey, Dark Phoenix. She really that really happened. Wow. Um, well, we have to end because I have to go. Sucks. Okay. Because I have to go, Reed. Oh, I flew by. Jamar, I'm so glad that we got to spend time with you and that I got to meet you. And I'm looking forward to seeing your work. Thank you. Speaking of work, I loved your work. Everything is imaginable. I saw that. Yes, I did. Thank you. The first first go-round? I think so. In April. Last April. Mm -hmm. Thank you for coming. And I stayed for the Q&A. I was really into it. Oh, with Travis Chamberlain. Mm -hmm. Well, I want to... Who was your childhood icon? (gasps) Oh. I had I had several. What's the first one that comes to mind? Billy the Blue Ranger from Power Rangers. Wow! 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 We wow. So that would be the piece. Wow! I'd make for you. Wow! Wow! We yeah. wow! Wow! But I always felt a little bit excluded because I felt like I related to Billy so much, but Billy was white. He had glasses. Yeah, and he did gymnastics, and I was I was flipping my ass off at that time. I was like Billy. Michelle Pfeiffer's yeah. Catwoman, that was a woman. I feel but like that's Billy. What I but there, there's been a remake of Power Rangers recently, and the Billy is black. Yes! Like, oh my gosh. I feel like Billy bridges the gap between Brian Boitano and My Little Pony. 
Do you know what I mean? Well, that would be where you would fit into this piece. But mm-hmm. when you come back, let's have some studio time together. <gasps> yeah, yeah, for sure. It's that morphin' be... time. Well, <laughs> <laughs> I would really gag. What I really look forward to is when you come back, don't go to Miami right away, or if you do, I'll follow you down there. Okay. And then, um, and I'll... And I'll I'll teach these kids how to work with trauma and text. Uh. And then... <laughs> wow. His solo um, just has to only be... I'm counting. I don't know. Why We would we would look at Billy oh, and... No, no. Because it's not about Jamar. Oh, okay. It's about... It's about oh, Billy. It's yeah. about Billy. Yeah. About Billy. So we'll get to work on that with you. And then I want to be in a room with you and, and, and see what comes up on um, this witch... Any young person, you guys, any young person on television or cartoons with glasses, I really loved them as a child. Well, that's that's one I do like. You I, know. I did too. Billy had glasses. Did you have glasses? Mm-mm. Wow. Mm-mm. Just came from nowhere. Just came from nowhere. Yeah. yeah. When that movie A Christmas Story came out, I was like, I'm a movie story? <laughs> I was like, is it possible? Oh, yeah, that little that boy. I yeah. that's, that is don't remember you. filming this movie. <laughs> that, is, that certainly does look like you. Um, Jamar, uh, I'm excited for you and excited for when you come back. And I'll be also thinking of you on the tour and also this solo of Billy the Blue Power Ranger. All right. Um, thank you for joining us. Jamar, we love you. We love you. My God. He loves you. I wish we could do this for two more hours. And listeners, we loves you. Okay. Okay.